0: Three, two, one, one, two, three. Got to get this thing ready to go and sip on my tea. All right. Welcome to the Financial Purpose Podcast. All opinions expressed by me or guests at the podcast are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Life Moves Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment or financial decisions. Clients of Life Moves Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. All right, well, that's a disclaimer, folks. Uh, However, I think uh, this podcast may actually reflect the opinion of Life Moves Wealth Management because it's a big part of the uh, methodology we use for financial planning, investment management, helping people through all of the little life moves or big life moves that are happening uh, that seem to be happening kind of on an ongoing basis. So uh, it's a kind of a cold and, for us, raining day here in uh, the Valley, at the Phoenix area in Arizona. Um, you know, and it's kind of a one-off thing. I grew up in Florida. We got a lot of rain. Uh, I spent a good chunk of my life in the Midwest. We got a lot of rain. And here in the Southwest, please send us all the rain you want. Uh, we need it to fill up. Lake Mead and Lake Powell and the Colorado and all those good things so we'll take it but we're not here today to talk about rain or water Uh, we are here to talk about uh, specifically today the financial purpose and yes that's the name of this podcast and even the blog but um, specifically I want to talk about your financial purpose And uh, that is a big part of how we do everything that we do at Life Moves Wealth Management. And uh, it's how I built my planning process, uh, built it around that. So I would be remiss to not start by giving a major um, shout out and and lots of thanks for the guidance and how this works um, and kind of how I've built my thought process around this and And that thank you definitely goes to the one and only Mr. Carl Richards from The Behavior Gap. Um, He is, uh, and his work has been a large part of helping me develop uh, my work and how I serve clients. So Carl, thank you so much. Um, If you're listening to this, thank you for adding so much value to uh, the way that we do business and the way that we serve clients. And then, of course, I also want to thank uh, the advice community. Um, Fellow Dragon Watchers and uh, folks in the fellowship, you know who you are, and that's uh, for inside mentions only. But anyway, let's get into the financial purpose. So when you first become uh, a client that I'm going to work with, one of the things that we do immediately is we start thinking about and, and actually getting good definition around your financial purpose. We actually write it down. And in fact, I use uh, the Elements platform to guide my financial planning. And right inside of the, the platform, which has a, an app for clients, uh, the financial purpose is actually right there. Um, it's on the, the left-hand column of every single report or any one-page financial plan or anything else that we do within um, that system. The financial purpose is right there. So we want to be super clear about that what it means how it works and the reason why is because um it becomes the guidepost for any financial or investment decision that we make going forward in our work together so it might seem kind of nebulous you know what the heck is a financial purpose what does it mean and you usually when i ask people hey what's what's most important to you about your money Typically, the response I'm going to get is something along the lines of, you know, well, I want to make sure that I'm saving for uh, retirement, you know, and making good financial choices and that kind of thing. And that's a great place to start, but that is not a financial purpose. And then I'll have people say, well, okay, uh, well, I want to, you know, I want to help my kids get through college and uh, I want to have enough money to be able to pay for their you know, sports or anything that they want to do. Um, and then I you just want to make sure I have enough left over. All right. That's a great objective. We can put that in the financial plan, but that is not your financial purpose. And so we have to do a lot of work to really get precise about this. So let me share with you my financial purpose. Um, and this is financial purpose that Melissa, my wife and I, um, kind of licked to, but it it's a bit of uh, it's a bit more driven toward me personally as my financial purpose. So it reads in my financial plan in the Elements platform. It reads like this: it says financial purpose to have time and resources for adventures together, to build a thriving advisory practice to give Melissa options with her time, professional pursuits, and family. And then to give freely, so that's my financial purpose. It's it's a it's a bit specific with what I want to do. It gives some guidance for how I want to make decisions, and it gives me um, something to look to whenever I'm asking what should I do in this situation, or with this a little bit of money, or with this you know next objective. Right. It all goes back to that financial purpose. So we want to get really clear about what's most important about money to you. So for me, what's most important about money is to make sure that my wife and I and our family have uh, time and resources to do adventures. Okay, adventures can be all kinds of things. It can be weekend hikes. It can be um, days at the, the zoo, or maybe we buy an annual membership to the science center so that way we can come and go as we want. Um, maybe it's we're going to drop everything and we're going to head north for a couple of days and uh, do some canyon hiking or we're going to rent an Airbnb in Page, Arizona and spend some time on Lake Powell. Whatever that adventure is, we get to define the adventure, but the point is, is that we make time and resources available to make adventures important. And that's important because that is quality time with the family, it's unplugging time, it's uh, relationship building, and it's a way for us to make memories. So next, I want to build a thriving advisory business so that way my wife has options with what she wants to do professionally. Now, my wife loves her work, um, but there's going to be a point where I want her to decide how many you know, patients she wants to take on. She's a home care physical therapist, so how much does she want to work? Does she want to do something else that feeds her, her brain and her curiosity? Um, like does she want to teach uh, for, the, um, for the Physical Therapy Association or does she want to be an adjunct professor? Um, does she want to do none of that but maybe spend a little more time with our grandson Oliver um, and with our children as they're available, right? Does she want to do whatever she wants to do? I want to give her the flexibility to do that Economically, it requires me to be building a, a stable and growing and, um, and the, the, the exact word that I used, uh, thriving advisory business, um, which means that I'm working with clients. I'm serving them well, and uh, they're continuing to stay on the process, um, and it also means that I'm running my business soundly like you would expect a good financial advisor to do, right? If a financial advisor does not have a sound business, they should not be your financial advisor. So I need to make sure that I'm doing all the right things and have the right systems in place for my business to be thriving. And then the next thing that I want to do, and one of the things that I do enjoy doing, uh, is giving freely. And what that means for me is that's going to look like, um, you know, I I love uh, the, the game of tipping at restaurants, or bars, or at food counters, or food trucks, things like that. I love tipping because it's just a great way to show a little bit of gratitude. Regardless of the level of service I received or even how good I liked the food, the tipping means that I have an opportunity to make someone else's day, make someone else's week, make somebody else feel good about the service and the value that they're providing to the community. Tipping is a great way to do that. I encourage you to tip well, to tip freely and to tip generously. Don't be stingy because two, three, five, ten dollars out of your pocket may not make a huge difference for you, but it just might put a smile on the face of the other person. So I encourage you to do that. But I want to be able to not only give it the tipping opportunity, but I'm a Rotarian. Uh, So, Rotary and service to community is important to me. I want to give freely to my community. I want to be able to give to the place, uh, whether it's faith-based or it's ministry-based, where I feel that a good impact is being had for very good specific reasons that are important to me. I want to give to that. I want to be able to um, do extra giving throughout the year as I see a need. I want to be able to provide... Resources. So, giving freely is something that I enjoy doing. I love picking up the tab for meals and that kind of thing. So, if you're listening to this and you want to go out to lunch, there's a really, really, really good chance that I won't let you pay for that. So, wink, wink. Happy to go to lunch. Hit my schedule. Let's do it. Anyway, that's my financial purpose. That's how that plays out. That's where I've defined the things that are most important to me about my money and how I want to do that going forward. Now, what I did not do in my financial purpose is I did not say I want to get an 8% annual return and I want to make sure that I'm investing um, you know, at a moderate aggressive rate and I want to retire at age 62 or 56 or 77 or 92 or whatever the age is. Um, I didn't say any of that because none of that is truly a financial purpose. Those are all objectives. They're not what's most important to you about your money. So, defining the financial purpose is the process of getting very clear about what's important to you. It becomes the guidepost for all financial and investment decisions that we make going forward. Here's where this actually, um, you know, the rubber meets the road on this kind of thing. Let's say that you've just heard my financial purpose, right? And one more time, just for, fresh on your mind is to have resources and adventures together to build a thriving advisory business. Sorry, a thriving advisory business to give Melissa, my wife, options with her time, professional pursuits, and family. And I want to give freely. That's my financial purpose. Now, if I, if you were my advisor, you the person listening to this, and I come to you and you know my financial purpose and I say, hey, I want to take a thousand dollars, or I want to take ten thousand dollars, or I want to take fifty thousand dollars, whatever the number is, and I want to go all in on the metaverse, or I want to go all in on crypto, or you know, I've decided that I want to, um, I want to actually go buy a sailboat because I want to learn to sail and go out on the water and be able to take three months off from work whenever I want to. Now, as you're hearing that, does any of that sound like it aligns with my financial purpose, right? So making risky investments um, takes money away from being able to provide the resources, potentially. It takes money away from being able to provide the resources to have adventures with our family. It potentially means that I'm sending money somewhere where it's at great risk, which may not allow my wife to have options. Um, And it also is not a way for me to give freely. It's a little bit of a way for me to be greedy, potentially, right? Or smart with my investment, depending on what's going on. But it's worth testing nonetheless. In the sailboat, I want to be able to pull out of work for three months and go do whatever. Well, you know that I'm an advisor, which means I have clients that need to be served. And if those clients are served for three months at a time because I'm on a sailboat enjoying myself, maybe, or, you know, getting lost on the water or, you know, sending an SOS signal that it's not being found because that's probably what would happen to me. But none of that, right? Pulling out of work for three months, that's not building a thriving advisory business. That's not setting my wife up to have options. That's not giving adventures um, potentially for my family. Maybe it is, you know, a sailboat for three months sounds like fun, but... There's a lot of other things that have to happen, and none of that aligns with my financial purpose. So what you would do as the advisor is you would say that, boy, that sounds like a lot of fun, or, you know, let's talk about that investment. Let's understand the risk. Most importantly, let's go back to your financial purpose, and let's make sure it aligns. And if it doesn't align, let's talk about what's changed in your order of priorities, right? Maybe uh, the financial purpose needs to be updated. Maybe things have changed in your life and and you just shifted what's important. Well, let's talk about that and let's make sure that a, um, if we're going to change or update the financial purpose, that this isn't a whimsical change, that it's actually a, a purpose, a purposeful change to what's most important to you. And then let's set some parameters around what it means, number one and number two, how I'm going to help you as the advisor accomplish that. Now, naturally, the financial purpose becomes two-way accountability, as I just described, both with the clients, um, you know, as a way for them to know whether or not they're on track with what they said is most important, and also as the advisor for not only the advice given, but also to be able to help the client um, kind of think through, what they want to do or any decision that they're making to make sure that it's not something that's just off the cuff, emotional, whimsical, whatever. Sometimes it's as simple as, you know, hey, I want to be able to um, build a thriving business and provide options for my family and have resources for adventures. Um, Sometimes you might say, gee, I don't know, the market's down 20%. I want to sell everything and go to cash. Everything in my 401k everything in my IRA, everything in my taxable investment account. I want to sell it all. I want to go to cash and I just want to sit on it because I'm a little bit afraid of what's happening. Now I might look at that and say, you know what? I understand your concern. Yes, the market is down where it is. It's not been much fun this year. And this is a true story um, because I've had this conversation a couple of times this year. It's a true story. The market's down. It's not much fun. Um, However, let's talk about what it would mean to stay invested, number one. And number two, let's talk about what it would mean to go to cash. If we sell everything, what are we doing? When are we, um, you know, what needs to happen for you to feel comfortable to reinvest? And let's make sure that that's a smart decision. Because the one thing that we can't do is win if we're trying to time the market. Timing the market never works. It's historic. It's scientific. It's Psychological, it, all of those things, it never, never works. You have to be right too many times in too many places for it to be successful. Now, that's not to say that there is an opportunity that you can spot in the market and then go, yeah, it looks like that's going to keep moving up because Congress just signed a thing. Um, you know, maybe it's semiconductors. And so that's of national um, security importance. And so they're committing time and dollars and resources to making sure that semiconductor plants can build here in the United States, and then they can produce here in the United States. So we're not dependent on semiconductors from Taiwan or China or something like that. Um, So yeah, maybe you say this is a great time to invest in semiconductors, right? That's an opportunity. Um, Or you may look at something and go, I don't know, you know, uh, this company, they're doing this, or there was fraud here or something like that. And we need to we need to remove ourselves from exposure. Those are all things that are not necessarily timing the market. Um, and those none of those things are even related to financial purpose. So I just want to be clear that we don't use those as criteria for any of this. But it becomes important with how we think about the decisions that we make as they align to the financial purpose. So going back to if I'm going to go to cash... Let's talk about what that means. Let's put some some things in place so that way we don't, we don't miss an opportunity. We don't sit too long. Um, we don't then misuse the cash for some other purpose that isn't tied to what's most important, right? All of those things. So we're going to have some conversation. What's most important to you about this decision? Is this an emotional decision? Is this a necessary decision? And does this change your financial purpose? And that's all a part of that accountability. The other thing that it does is the financial purpose, as you're probably guessing, is actually a living, breathing thing that can be changed. Your priorities change, your life changes, um, but it's not designed to be something that you flippantly change, again, because of some short-term activity in your life, uh, in the market, in the economy, in your professional pursuit, in your ability to earn income, those kinds of things. We still want to make sure that we stay on track. And the reason why this becomes most important, I think, and certainly as I've seen it over the past year, is that I've had a lot of clients. I actually went through my client list a couple of days ago and looked at every single name of every single client and recalled in my mind what's happened to them in their life over the past year and almost every single one of them has had something change in their lives that is a fundamental or an important life movement right and side side note that's the reason the firm is called life moves wealth management is because life is always in motion always moving and things are always changing Of course, it's the only constant we have in the universe is change, right? Anyway, some of the people who those changes have happened in their lives over the past year, their financial purpose 12 months ago might look a little bit different than it does today. So as an example, if you were married a year ago and we're now a year later and you're either no longer married because of a divorce or because your spouse has passed away, Um, your financial purpose has to be reinvented. It has to shift. There's some things that change. If your financial purpose was predicated around some kind of pursuits and you lost a job that provided the income that you needed to, Attain those certain things, not only did your financial plan change, but your financial purpose might need to look a little bit different. If you thought that you were going to be in a certain career, profession, partnership of a business, and you were fired or released for some reason that you weren't expecting, Your financial planning and maybe even your financial purpose is going to look a little bit different. A year ago, I did not own Life Moves Wealth Management. It didn't even exist. It wasn't even a concept. I was in a different situation. I was looking at a partnership opportunity. And here I am a year later. My financial plan looks different. My financial purpose looks a little bit different. And what I do every day and how I do what I would do every day with my clients looks a little bit different. So it's important to know that these things are not set in stone. Once we write them, they're not permanent, but they are a necessary long-term guidepost for how we make decisions going forward. So I hope that gives you some context for the financial purpose, what it does, um, how I use it, how uh, it intersects with your um, financial planning and your investment objectives, Um, all of those things really become important because it's very difficult to make financial decisions without first understanding really well the person who's making the financial decisions, right? That's my job as a financial advisor is to know you so well and how you approach financial decisions so well that it shapes the way that we approach the advice that I'm giving you and how I'm asking you to implement that advice. If I give you advice that you're not either ready for or that completely does not line up with your values or the way that you see the world, you're not going to do it, um, which means that I have not done a good enough job communicating to you in a way that's going to help you be successful as you move through that decision. So the financial purpose helps us to do that um, because it communicates to both of us, what's most important to you about your money? That's one of the first questions I ask when I'm meeting somebody new who's considering hiring me as their advisor, What's most important to you about your money. Sometimes that question is, if I were to ask you and you can only use one word to describe how you feel about money today, what word would you choose? What's the first thing that comes to mind, right? Some variation of that question, but it helps me get around to what's most important to you about your money. And once we understand what's most important to you about your money, we can start to work on your financial purpose. And once we understand your financial purpose, we then have something we can use to help us make all the decisions going forward. So that's it. I don't want to to uh, belabor the point. I do want to take a sip of my warm. Um, I hope it's still warm. <laughs> um, lemon ginger tea because it's a, as I said, a cold rainy day. I'm drinking from my uh, life moves wealth management logoed uh, vacuum insulated mug, which is a, a very nice mug. And uh, and I'm always thinking about financial purpose and uh, how to do the work that I do better so that my clients have better long-term outcomes. So if you want to have a further conversation about this, um, feel free to reach out, subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, send me an email at dale.shafer, S-H-A-F-E-R, at lifemoveswealth.com. You can head over to the lifemoveswealth.com website, and uh, go to the contact page, and you can get all the information there. You can subscribe to the Financial Purpose blog and podcast. Uh, you can follow me personally and Life Moves Wealth on social media, and you'll see all the separate uh, accounts there. You can also see other places and publications and podcasts where uh, me, Dale Schaefer, and On Behalf of Life Moves Wealth has been featured. So I hope this, um, this helps you start thinking about your financial purpose Um, I hope that we're beginning to do great work together, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you and what's most important to you about your money. Until the next episode, take care.